This is the Everyday AI Show, the everyday podcast where we simplify AI and bring its power to your fingertips. Listen daily for practical advice to boost your career, business, and everyday life. How do we even govern AI? Can we? Is it just the Wild West and we're all just living in this current reality? So that's one of the things that we're going to talk about today on Everyday AI. This is your live daily. It's a daily live stream where we bring on expert guests. You can ask them questions going to podcasts on Apple, Spotify, everywhere else, and a free daily newsletter. So make sure you check uh, check that out at youreverydayai.com. So before we talk about how can we even govern what's going on in the world of AI, let's talk about what's going on in the world of AI because there's a lot. So let's start at the top because this actually has to do with governance a little. So uh, U.S. Senators uh, had their first ever classified Senate briefing on AI uh, yesterday. So they kind of hinted at there may be legislation in months, but this was a pretty a pretty big uh, meeting. So the director of national intelligence, the secretary of defense and others um, coming together with U.S. senators to hold some uh, first official uh, discussion on the governance of A.I. Uh, my hot take, y'all. It's not going to it's whatever the U.S. Senate comes up with. I don't think it's going to work. Um, you, you know, if, if you've seen the uh, some members of Congress ask questions of tech leaders. Um, it's not good. So we'll see, you know, hope for the best, but we'll see what actually happens. Uh, next piece, an Indian CEO is facing huge criticism after he kind of went viral on Twitter talking about how he laid off 90% of his support staff in favor of an AI uh, support bot. Um, okay, what's the big deal? Well, turns out he was also selling that support bot. So took took uh, a bunch of heat uh, on that one. So uh, another news story worth talking about is it's not just Hollywood writers fearing AI. Uh, a new story that we're going to be sharing about the newsletter is talking about how Great Britain's Writers Guild as well also fear being replaced. Uh, AI is a worry for them as well. Um, and last but not least, this is a I don't I wouldn't say this is fun. This is actually kind of scary. But uh, the uh, VC billionaire Mark Andreessen laid out two scenarios for AI. So this is, you know, uh, Andreessen is a, you know, kind of a very well-known person in the tech space. But he says AI would do one of two things, either eliminate the need for labor in a best case scenario or lead to Chinese world domination. So. I hope there's an option C. Uh, you know, I don't. I I I don't know if 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 uh, if I or people at least here in the U.S. Uh, like any of those two options. But uh, but let's let's talk a little bit more about it because we do need to figure out what to do with AI. How can we control it? How can we govern it? Should we? Uh, and for that, don't worry. You're not just going to hear me rambling on. Uh, I have a guest today that is going to help answer some of those questions. So let's let's bring our guest on today. So we have. Joining us live, very excited about this. Uh, John Chapetta is the principal and CEO of HG Technical Consulting. John, thank you so much for joining us. Jordan, thank you for having me. Looking forward to. All right, so this is let's let's first before we dive into the specifics, John, give give everyone a little bit of of your background. Um, you know, because it's not just in the consulting space, but you're also out teaching AI as well. So tell everyone a little bit about what you're doing in this space. Yep. Um, currently, I'm working at um, Harper College in Palatine. 
as an adjunct uh, instructor and uh, working with the students there and, and teaching them about uh, an introductory level of AI, uh, along with other uh, teachers there. We've uh, put together a curriculum. I think that's going to be uh, probably the best in the Northwest suburbs, to be honest. I haven't heard it from any of the schools, and they're really wanting to get this type of education out there accordingly. So um, the students that I've taught already, are they get excited after the class. They want to have more. Their hunger just started to get uh, built up, and then it's almost like a letdown when the class is over. I'm like, no, 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 we got more classes. So, um, but yeah, I'm doing that. And um, in fact, we're having the meeting uh, in a couple of weeks to go over and to kind of firm up what our uh, fall semester is going to look like. So Harper's doing a lot and I'm glad I'm part of it. Yeah, that's exciting. But also, you know, in, in your background, so you've worked with, you know, just, just so we can set the context sure. a little bit, you've worked with big companies, yes, right? So, so yeah. my first 10 years, I was with uh, the Quick Roads Company. Uh, then with craft for the next five years after that. Then I went off on my own consulting, but in that consulting, I went away from the food business and got into uh, companies like Allstate, Ameritech at the time, uh, another company called Wheels. Uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield uh, is okay. another one that I work with. Uh, also Medline, um, Hyatt Hotels. Uh, yeah. Was yeah. One. And, so, and then uh, the American Medical Board of uh, uh, Specialties, which uh, kind of governs the doctors that have specialties like pediatric uh, cardiologists, things like that. And all of that was basically helping them get along with their technology, uh, whatever challenges they had, we tried to resolve and, and go for it. It's been a lot of fun, learned a lot. Yeah. Wow. So just, just wanted to set the stage because we do have, you know, people tuning in from all across the U.S., but also all over the world. But what I wanted to say is, John knows his stuff, right? He's he's working. He's working not only has a background working with with large and medium sized organizations, but also he is teaching AI as well. So, with that with that setup now, John, we have the the ball on the tee. So now you can smash this one out of the park. So, when it comes to AI, it is it seems like the wild west, right? There's there, there's no at least here in the U.S. There's no official laws, rules, or regulations. So, how should companies? start to govern AI internally, yeah, I, should they? Oh, absolutely. I mean, to me, the thing that uh, the companies today want to do the most is they want to mitigate risk. They want to ensure that uh, there's policies and procedures in place and uh, to ensure that their their private information, their uh, intellectual property doesn't get distributed and copied. Okay. Um, and so with that, you've got this governance approach that we should be taking uh, has actually came up in one of the classes because uh, students brought up like, well, AI is doing good for here, and but AI can also do bad things too. How do we balance that? With the right proper governance and um, policies in place, Jordan, it can happen. And there's yeah. there's characteristics of that governance as well too. Um, you know, need to be transparent. That's number one. I mean, right now, uh, you need to explain what your systems are doing when you're working with AI. Uh, you don't want to be like, you know, sorry, I can't, can't see that. You need to cover up. Uh, you need to understand and, and release that. So be transparent is number one. Uh, you need to be held accountable. Uh, yeah. And that to me is like clear lines of understanding and identifying responsibility with what you're doing. And this last one, it's, there's more, but ethical frameworks need to be put in place. And what, what does that mean? It really prioritizes the rights, uh, the fairness, and the, so, and the social well-being of what this AI product is doing. Focus on those top three. You're on your way to forming your own governance. 
Yeah, you made it. You made it sound so easy, John. You know, hey, hey, it's as easy as this, right? Uh, so I wanna, I wanna unpack that there. But before, uh, before we do, just as a reminder, um, if you are tuning in live, please drop, drop any questions that you have about governance uh, in AI for John. So we do have a couple of people joining us. So I just, just wanted to uh, give them a shout out. So uh, Scott, I'll definitely send you over the the PPP information. Um, Rasafa, thank you for for joining us. So if you do have any questions, uh, please toss them up. That's what we're here for. So, John, we we went over a lot of things there in in that first response, talking about mitigating risk, intellectual property, balancing the good and bad, ethical frameworks, right? So much to unpack there. But maybe let's let's start. Let's start at the top, because I think one thing that um, is causing a lot of headlines maybe is when – People aren't or companies aren't mitigating risk or they don't have any safeguards in place. And then you see, oh, you know, this person uploaded sensitive documents or, or sensitive information into chat, GP, chat GPT or, you know, this person submitted false, you know, hallucinations to the court. So so how do you even start that process? Because mitigating risk is huge because as, as much good as there is, there can be just as much bad. So how do companies start that? I mean, uh, the first and foremost thing is education. I think, Jordan, I think the companies really need to understand what's going on. If they want to pivot in terms of what they're doing with the um, uh, with their company and understand what's coming at them, AI is not only going to come at them, they're going to have to deal with it as well. So does my dog. But the idea is that one of the things that's happening uh, is uh, the education. Uh, understand, understanding is the best thing to kind of do. Yeah. So, so speaking, uh, speaking of understanding, um, let's, let's pivot, but I do want to come back, but let's talk about, um, kind of what you're doing right now at Harper college. So, you know, there's, there, there's not a lot of, um, I don't think anyways, maybe, you know, drop, drop a comment if I'm wrong, but there's not a lot of, you know, colleges and universities that are fully embracing AI. So let's, let's talk about that quick. And then we will come back to the business side. So, you know, what does that look like right now? You know, just kind of teaching uh, the, the, the AI class at Harper. Hey, this is Jordan, the host of Everyday AI. I've spent more than a thousand hours inside ChatGPT and I'm sharing all of my secrets in our free Prime Prompt Polish ChatGPT course that's only available to loyal listeners like you. Here's what Lindy, who works as an educational consultant, said about the PPP course. I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting the results from ChatGPT that I needed and wanted. And after taking the PPP course, I now realized that I was not priming correctly. So I will be heading back into ChatGPT right now to practice my priming, prompting, and polishing. Everyone's prompting wrong, and the PPP course fixes that. If you want access, go to podppp.com. Again, that's podppp.com. Sign up for the free course and start putting ChatGPT to work for you. It's exciting. It really is. I mean, um, Harper is is uh, really uh, putting in the time. Uh, they're gaining the funding uh, to get these classes in place. Uh, they're uh, educating the educators as well about this whole subject, and they're taking pride in making sure that uh, it's communicated out to the corporate uh, space as well, too. Students are actually filling up these classes. I've been teaching at Harper for about a good 10 years now, and I think this is something that everyone is interested. So classes fill up really quick. 
And um, they're excited when they get in because they want to know what's going on. What, what are some examples? What are some things that uh, AI is doing? And in the class, we, we show them examples live. We actually get them to be interactive mm -hmm. uh, with some of the things that uh, uh, are presented. So um, it's like learning how, what is machine learning like? Can we do that? Can we create a, a, a process that we can train a model? So uh, it's, it's kind of cool when they see, wow, this is really, you know, and they did it on their own. It's not yeah. like I told them what to do. They, they just follow the instructions and they could see it on their own. So like training the model, I think, is one of the biggest things because um, you use a, a certain tool and they show them a, a pen or a pencil. And once you train the model, if you show the model, the, the pen or pencil, it'll tell you which one it is. Mm -hmm. So they get a kick out of that. And then yeah. they start unleashing like ideas on their own. So it's, it's really kind of cool. Yeah. So speaking of that, you, you know, you talked about the the outputs of what's coming out of, you know, this this course um, mm -hmm. in AI at Harper. Um, and, and maybe students are quicker to pick up and learn and to make adjustments than businesses. Right. Because a lot of times, especially small like or, or sorry, medium and large businesses, it can take them a while to self-govern. Right. They can't just be like a student, learn something new and put it into practice because it's not that easy. Um, so so even going back into, you know, what we started talking about, ethical frameworks mm -hmm. um, and businesses, how you know, if, if if someone out there listening, maybe they're um, a, a small to medium sized business owner, maybe they're a director at a larger business. What can they do to to address that ethical piece in using AI in their business? Yeah, I mean, one of the things that uh, they need to be aware of is that AI also brings a certain level of bias. Okay, and that's something that they need to be aware of. And how do you handle that bias within that tool? Okay, and we talk about that in the class uh, at Harper that we teach. Uh, the other thing is also um, the marginalized communities. You know, how are we uh, impacting those areas uh, for the better, not for the worse, because that awareness level is the key. Uh, making sure that companies are putting some forward thinking towards that and investing in making sure that they can uh, have a framework set up that's going to not only protect their assets, but also protect uh, whatever products they're going to be producing in the future. And security is huge mm. with AI. Uh, the, the ability that you can actually tell AI to go do something and it'll figure it out in, in like nanoseconds is just driving all the security uh, chiefs, I think, in companies today crazy. Absolutely yeah. nuts. Yeah, a great speaking of that, a great question about security uh, from from uh, Brownwin. So Brownwin asking, would it be a good time to learn cybersecurity? So like not just that, but, you know, how should companies be looking at cybersecurity as well in this new age of, of AI, deepfakes, all of this? Uh, yep. Talk talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think that's a, a key point because one of the things that uh, we need to do in the governance side of things is do risk assessments. And without cybersecurity, we really won't be able to assess what type of threats we have, okay? Learning from the, the history that we've collected AI is great at, at collecting data, big, large amounts of data that we can then take a look at and see that um, the information that we're gathering is going to be new. It'll be identified quickly. And the, the ability then to affect a threat or to remediate a threat can be done in that instance as well, too. Um, we're not going to have that many. Um, well, we're going to have, again, that balance, the good and the bad. 
that are going to be out there and we need to be able to be on top of that and part of the uh, attribute of a governance uh, program would be uh, risk assessment with cybersecurity as their major link supporting that mm-hmm. and i think Brandon's right in terms of uh, learning cybersecurity not a bad idea at all yeah, I think I think there's plenty of of other uh, you know industries that are far worse to get in. I think cybersecurity is there's going to be a lot of uh, security and growth uh, in that field. So you, you know, John, we did open the show talking a little bit uh, about you know at least here in the U.S. you know what legislators are trying to do. Um, yeah. Do you think you, you know I I think a lot of companies are are, are kind of playing the wait and see game to say okay. Is the U.S. government going to do something? Is my state or local, you, you know, are, you know, are there going to be any other laws and rules and regulations? You know, do you think business owners um, or you know directors, managers? I mean, should we be waiting on you know some sort of uh, authority to say, hey, here's how to use it, and here's not, or should we at least be developing best practices in our own businesses? I think the latter, John. Honestly, because the way that uh, speed and technology moves together. If you wait, you're going to be left in the dust, in my opinion. Uh, be proactive, okay? Let's understand what's happening. Get a, a type of an assessment uh, workshop put together that, um, that you can put together uh, and get that going. Don't If you wait, uh, you're not going to learn as much as if you are actively involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, no, that's, that's a great point. Yeah, because – and I agree with you, John, because I think um, – so many companies are just waiting and you, you know i think it doesn't take long to at least get a baseline so kind of like what yaddy is is you know saying yep. right here in this comment saying she feels it's good to start with the ai principles and then even if they're not fully baked you can build and you can work on those so uh, an, another actually question from, from from yaddy here so we're doing doing a little bit of a turn here john so uh asking mm-hmm. Uh, in the education space, why are educators polarized on AI detection in general? So, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's something that that you, uh, you, you know, deal with a lot, John. But you know, there's obviously students are using ChatGPT to write papers. Uh, you know, might might not be uh, as problematic in the class that you uh, take. But um, have you seen this at all in education? You know, kind of uh, professors, teachers, you know, really pushing off AI and even with this this content uh, detectors. Yeah, I've uh, I've got a lot of friends that are in the uh, academia space. Uh, some are tenured professors um, in local uh, colleges here as well. And what they're really looking at uh, is how do we get the students to learn, period. If the, a student goes into ChatGPT and says, hey, write me a, a paper on this, great. They've done it. They've submitted it. The chances are the professor should know the student to see whether or not that's in that language that they're used to seeing. But all of a sudden, you know, you got structured sentences, uh, other things that they may not have used in past papers. Okay. And on top of that, we have a chat GPT that can go check to see if that was, you know, the percentage is chat GPT generated or not. So the instructors as, a, as and the professors, the educators, okay, are looking to see, are the students learning? That's their biggest reward. And if they're, if they're fostering the dependency on a tool, the... You know, I could see where they're going back and forth, but make sure they know that, okay, you want to use JPG, we can find out if you did. And did you really want to take that chance? Yeah. 
And I think, you know, I, I have hot takes on this, but I'll, I'll save them because we actually, uh, if you are listening to this and you want to know more, we actually had a full episode uh, on this actually uh, yesterday uh, with, with, with Kelsey Beringer, the CEO of Packback. So make sure if, if you want to know more about that, make sure to check that out. Um, so, 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 John, I have another question for you, and sure. I, it looks like we might have one or two more from the, uh, from the audience here as, as we wrap. But um, there's, there's so much, right? So I started the show saying, is working with AI right now kind of the Wild West? Um, and it can. You, you know, it can take a while to, to get those best practices, um, to, to get steam, to get momentum. But where do companies start? Where would you recommend? Like, what is that first, right? Even when we talk about like, oh, okay, get guidelines. Okay, where? Like, how, how would you recommend that um, when it comes to governance, what is that first step that most companies need to take? I, I think, first of all, define who your audience is, who your customers are, number one. Number two, go in and say, what product do we want to introduce AI to? All right. So put together a, kind of like a, a roadmap of what you want to be able to do. But then the biggest point of this is do your research. Okay. Make sure that, uh, you know, with AI, there's always something out there to take a look at. Uh, get a right level of group that uh, from the senior level, all the way down to, I would consider the, the soldiers or the boots on the ground type of employee that can be involved. Uh, the diversity between those levels are going to give you the best answer on how a company should approach AI, how a company should use AI to foster, um, well, better revenue, uh, better margins, um, and potentially take a look at the resources that they have as well, too. And I think what's not being talked about, Jordan, is how do we readjust the uh, resource gain by which we have um, this AI. A lot, there's a lot of fear out there that AI is going to replace resource. Mm -hmm. If you look at it that way, it'll happen. But if you look at the way, how do we readjust our responsibilities as employees of the company is a key factor in how they approach it too. So how do we get started? Do your research, get a team together, focus on one aspect of your company that the AI can help with and see what, and see what goes from there. Yeah. What about even companies that haven't even thought about AI, right? So I think that, you know, even here on the show, we, we, we always talk and we assume that most companies are using some sort of AI, even if we're not, you know, um, going down the route that you're going through with your students, you know, training models, machine learning, deep learning, all that. But, you know, we assume all companies are using some sort of generative AI, but that's not always the case, um, right? Like some, some companies don't even fully understand it or know it. Uh, for those companies, uh, uh, John, like what what would you recommend? Is it better to talk about governance before you even dip your toe into the usage, or do companies first need to see those applications, like what you said, identify the product, identify like do do companies need to go through those steps first, or just put put some sort of baseline governance in place? I, I mean, to me, I'd say go take a class, have a workshop at your company. Okay. Honestly, because to me, the more they can see, visualize what it can do will spark the ideas in their employees, in their management, hopefully, and making sure that they can say, well, do we want to pursue this or not? Are we ready to pursue this? Okay. Because it's, it's going to take that type of uh, organization to realize what's at stake. Okay. Now, you take in the workshop, you got some, um, some ideas underneath your belt, you're trying to understand it, and then... When you want to formulate that plan to go forward and make that roadmap happen for real, then let's talk about governance. So 
Governance isn't going to drive whether a company does or not. Governance is going to protect a company that's made a decision that they want to go forward with AI. Yeah. This such such great advice, you know, talking about the roadmaps and uh, the roadmap and the governance, I think are two just fundamentally important steps for any yep. company to make. So so John, we went all over the place today. We, we <laughs> talked about risk, risk mitigation to, to students learning, machine learning, to ethical frameworks. We talked about a little of everything. Can't thank you enough for for joining the show and for just letting all of our, our, our listeners know some of the basics. So thank you for for joining us and uh, imparting your wisdom. And thanks for having me, Jordan. Looking forward to a lot more. Thank you so much. All right. So as a reminder, if that was too much to keep up with, don't worry. That was a lot. Uh, we are going to be breaking all of this down in our free daily newsletter. So make sure you go to youreverydayai.com. Sign up for that. Let us know. Reply back. Let us know um, you, you know what you liked, what you didn't, what you learned. Um, and also, thank you. Thank you for, for, for tuning in. Uh, we're doing this. We're, we're, we're going on 50-plus shows. So uh, I'm excited to see uh, you, you know some, some other guests that we have coming up. So with that, thank you for joining us. Uh, and we hope to see you back tomorrow and every day with Everyday AI. Thanks. And that's a wrap for today's edition of Everyday AI. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating. It helps keep us going. For a little more AI magic, visit youreverydayai.com and sign up to our daily newsletter so you don't get left behind. Go break some barriers and we'll see you next time.